Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There is a place just for you. A place that embraces the promise of a warm spring night and a reminder to hurry home on a cool autumn evening. It is a place that exists above and below, where the surreal and sublime dance cheek to cheek. This is a place just for you to sit back and enjoy. Beautiful tales for the disenchanted. Our tale tonight is entitled... The Ultimate, Chapter 25. Look, I'm sorry. I just felt you were staring at my sister all night. That's why I'm acting strange. Robert chokes on his food and quickly picks up his glass of water. He takes three big mouthfuls before it is empty, hoping that he can regain his composure. His hot take is that this is incorrect. In fact, he felt so weird across the board, he wondered if he made eye contact with anyone. Of course, this is not the best defence either. Before he can reply, Erica continues. It's a couple of things, she says as she lays her cutlery in a cross sign on her plate. To Robert, it looks like an X-Men risotto, but once again, he refrains from saying anything. For starters, you barely talked to me. Instead, you were paying Gem a lot of attention, borderline flirting. Robert takes a bite of his food, a delicious arachetti with broccoli and pecorino. It was a vast disappointment that this night was potentially about to unravel while he was enjoying the tastiest meal he'd had in a long time. With the brick walls and the subdued lighting, Robert felt he was appearing in a Godfather movie. Erica had booked the restaurant because, as she stated on the way over, she knew he'd forget to. Which he did. It's so annoying when someone reads you correctly. In my defence, Robert says, doing his best to take any defensiveness out of his voice, I don't think I was flirting with your sister. Nalani had said that she liked a song of mine that was one of my favourites too. I was wrapped that Nalani had not only heard it, but also brought it up since it was only ever a B-side type of thing. I'm not going to apologise for being happy that someone liked something that I wrote. Robert sighs. He just got defensive when he promised himself he wouldn't reply in that fashion. Erica isn't wrong, though. He is feeling confused about this whole situation, but he doesn't know what he's confused about. 
Is it feelings for either girl? Is it just nice to have new friends? Is he attracted to one girl but making excuses because she's a lot younger? So many questions he can't share. She deserves a better answer. He knows it. Robert has been useless all day. Time to finish the night off on a high note. Before I bang on, what was the second thing, he says. There wasn't a second thing. But you started with, for starters, which implies at least one more thing. I know, there was only one thing. What a Ben Grimm one. Erica looks at him confused. Uh, That's the name of the thing from the Fantastic Four, Robert says, picking up his drink. He takes a sip and waves off his last comment. Forget that last bit. Anyway, look, I totally get it. Do you mind if I'm honest with you? You met me in party mode, but that part of me is boring. It has to stop. I've been in a weird place, just a lot going on, some personal, some just that shit with my band. It's really stressful. To be honest, I've not coped with stress very well in recent years and have been lucky enough to live a life of privilege that allows me to disconnect from the world and overthink until I need a drink or have to get high. Anything to stop the thinking. I've wasted the recent years and, you know, it's all very boring, a typical story that needs to change. So that is my incoherent update on where I'm at. It's a shame too, because I started this day full of hope. Look, I even shaved. Robert runs his hand down the side of his face, which is already beginning to suggest his five o'clock shadow is on the way back. Erica looks at him, the ceramic pendant lamps giving her a warm glow. For a moment, she says nothing and then, without warning, catches her face in her hands. Are you okay, says Robert. Erica looks up, that same light illuminating her eyes. She scrunches her mouth to one side before laughing at herself. I'm fine. I just... Have I ruined this? Dinner? Dinner, tonight, whatever we're doing. Robert takes another sip of his red wine and wipes his mouth with his napkin, a habit he picked up years ago after watching drunk friends with Shiraz-smeared lips pontificate without knowing they look like alcoholic clowns. Nothing's been ruined. For what it's worth, I don't really know you, but I like you. I'm a pain in the ass. If you want to hang out more, you should know that about me. What do you mean by that? What does he mean by that? His answer was an attempt to close the door on where the conversation was heading. Does it need more explanation? Uh, it probably does. Robert quells the momentary desire to clam up, finish his meal, grab the bill and return to Alfred so he can continue his winning streak of drinking and smoking alone until he passes out. Robert looks at Erica and decides she deserves more than that. I guess I mean that I'm hard work. Have been for a long time. Not hard work in an arsehole type of way, just in a get-to-know kind of way. Although I've been a dipstick in my time too. Erica laughs. Dipstick? Funny. Give me an example of being a dipstick. Robert begins to answer, stops, and takes another drink. One memory comes to mind and he physically shudders from the shoulders down the spine at the thought. There it is, Erica says, pointing a fork at Robert. Whatever that one was, I want that one. Robert leans back and takes another mouthful of his red wine, draining the glass. He wipes his mouth, but before he can continue, a waitress appears alongside the table, asking if the table would like more drinks. Erico finishes her drink, and in that moment, the answer lies. Robert leans back and takes another mouthful of his red wine, draining the glass. He wipes his mouth, but before he can continue, a waitress appears, asking if the table would like more drinks. Erica finishes her drink, and in that moment, the answer lies. Robert orders another round, and when the waitress leaves, he leans in to tell his story, looking like a conspirator who is now finally ready to confess. It was years ago, I was with a good friend, we were celebrating at a beautiful restaurant, and I ordered something from the menu, and I wanted to add something to the meal. The waiter politely told me that this was not the type of restaurant, you know, where they add things. I was in a bit of a dark place, it was close to the end for the band, and actually, you know what, no excuses, I was an arsehole. 
Anyway, I made a fuss about it and the restaurant wasn't budging and it meant the whole night was ruined by my poor behaviour. Erica is about to respond when the waiter returns with two new drinks for the table. She takes her white wine, holds it up for Robert to tap with his glass, which he promptly does. They smile at one another, the glasses chime, confirming a sudden comfortableness in each other's company. So, are you really telling me that's your big asshole moment? Robert has a taste of the wine before laughing. I'm sure there are other times I've been much worse, but yeah, I guess. Pretty lame, right? It isn't going to be up there with any of the misdeeds of The Who or Led Zeppelin, but for some reason, that was the memory that came to mind. Erica laughs as she takes a sip of her drink and places it back on the table. She picks up her fork and takes another bite of her food before returning to the conversation. So who was the friend? My friend. You said you were out with your friend celebrating when you acted like a dick. Then you tell me a story that is dickish at best. I put two and two together and guess that the friend must have been someone important because you were so embarrassed by your poor behaviour. Robert leans back and rubs the back of his neck under his hair with his right hand, the thumb tracing the contours of his spine. He screws up his face, a horrible feeling drenching his whole body. You've gone quiet, says Erica. Yeah. Are you okay? Robert takes a moment to mull over the question. Yeah, I guess. My friend, I haven't talked about her in a long time. Erica continues eating while she asks the next question. Why? She looks up and sees the expression on Robert's face and immediately attempts to backtrack. Oh, hey, you don't need to answer that question. I was prying. Sorry. Robert rubs his tongue against the ridges of his bottom teeth and then takes another drink of wine. He rubs his napkin back over his lips and takes a drink of water. He looks again at Erica. You know what? Fuck it. Don't apologise. I'm being... Robert wonders what word he is searching for before he settles on the perfect one. Such a guy... Look, I had a good friend, a close friend, a girl called Melody. Anyway, she'd just come out of an awful relationship and had made some big decisions, life choices, that type of thing. I was trying to make a fuss of her. We'd both had shit years and her decision making had given me the impetus to make some hard decisions as well. Melody was heading overseas to live and travel and do that thing that young people do and I was such a... Dumb cunt that night. I was being belligerent and up myself. I was so busy thinking about my issues that I forgot why I'd taken her out in the first place. I made the night unbearable. She let me know it too. We didn't have an argument. I'm too passive-aggressive for that. I was then anyway, but she let me know that my behaviour was in poor form and we finished the night early. Then she went overseas and she died while crossing a road somewhere in London. On her headphones, listening to music. The car had turned down the wrong street and... Robert trails off. He wonders if he's going to break down, but manages to hold himself back. Erica reaches over to touch his hand, his hand that is perilously close to picking up his drink again. Instead, he takes her hand, relieved for the comfort it brings. I have regrets, he says. How can you get to this age and have none? Only sociopaths have no regrets. Melody is my biggest regret. How it ended. That night, mainly. What an arsehole. I'm an arsehole. You're not an arsehole, Erica says, still holding his hand. It's just unfortunate timing. We always have moments like these in our lives and the majority of the time we get opportunities to make them better. It's shitty timing, nothing else. He looks at the girl sitting opposite him and feels an affection he hasn't felt in a long time. Erica leans back and withdraws her hand. She takes a drink of water and looks back at Robert, her face standing in complete contrast to the brick wall behind her. I'm guessing you broke up that night and never spoke again. Robert can't help but let out a small chuckle. No, 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 nothing like that. Melody and I weren't seeing each other. We'd never even kissed or anything. No, she was just a dear friend. Funny and smart and better than all of us. She wasn't perfect. 
She had terrible taste in men, hence why she didn't go out with you, Erica chimes in. Robert laughs. Sure, I guess you could say that, but no, I was a mess too. She actually dated Nico. That's how I met her. That's how she entered our scene. We bonded because our bad year was because of him. She pulled the pin first, broke up with him. Then when she died, I broke up the band. They return to silence as they finish off the last of their meals. As the waitress clears the table, she offers dessert and coffees. Robert orders a short black. Erica declines. An espresso at this time of night, says Erica. I know, I'll be up all night, he replies, knowing full well that when he returns home, he will smoke a jade to counteract the coffee and go to sleep. He feels very tired all of a sudden. I hope it was okay asking about your friend, Erica says, her eyes searching his face to see if he is going to be honest with her. Of course. You know. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The other day I caught a tram and was convinced she was sitting alongside me. Have you ever had that happen? Oh yeah, definitely, says Erica. I thought I used to see my grandmother all the time after her passing. At the store, at the beach, everywhere. I guess in my defence, grandmothers look mostly the same though. Robert laughs and feels relieved. It has been a long day. Can I ask you another question, says Erica? Sure. Is that why you don't want to get the band back together? Are you still angry at Nico about your friend? Before he can reply, the waitress returns with his short black. He thanks her and looks at the dark brown liquid in the tiny white cup. No, no, I don't think so. By the time Melody died, we were done. We hit it big and the band, rightfully in some regards, wanted to keep writing songs that appealed to our fans. The fans that came to see us at arena concerts, that those guys. We'd either lost our original fans or, uh, I don't know, the fame thing. It's hard to deal with. There was so much expectation to keep churning out hits, but my taste in music was heading somewhere that wasn't commercial at all. I think our last two albums are pretty shitty. Some potentially good songs ruined by commercial-style production. They lack character. Erica raises her eyebrows. I like your last two albums, she says, a wry smiling revealing itself as she finishes her reply. I'm not having a go. I mean... Robert says, attempting to find a response that doesn't invalidate a person's taste. He always hated after gigs when someone would tell them they were brilliant and some of his bandmates would complain about everything that was going wrong on stage. Fans would look so crestfallen to hear them bitch and moan about something that was invisible to the audience. Robbie, I'm busting your balls. He smiles. Of course she is. They just weren't the albums I'd have made, he continues. Robert knocks back the coffee in one mouthful and wipes his mouth for the thousandth time that night with his napkin. Can I tell you something? Of course. I find it difficult to hear music now. Erica sits back, a slight look of confusion furrowed in her brow. What do you mean? I've always been able to hear music. I'm not classically trained or anything like that. I've just always been able to hear music in my head and then create it, note for note, either in the studio or at home. But after Melody and the experience of the last two albums and everything, I just sort of stopped hearing it up here. 
Robert taps the side of his head with his right hand. He drags his fingers through his hair and over his right ear. I have so many bits and pieces, an almost solo album that I've been tinkering with for... He has to think about how long he's been tinkering on his solo album and his eyelids droop in response. Too long. I've just lost it. It's frustrating. Your friend Melody dies and then you can't hear music, Erica says. I know. Calling Dr. Freud. Can I hear your unfinished songs? Erica asks in such a way that she acknowledges how forward she is being with this request. No, not at all. Not now, anyway. Besides, I have to listen to the Spiritus album this weekend. I'm expected to ring our agent and give her my answer on Monday about whether I'm up for a re-release or new tour and stuff. Have you listened to it yet? Robert shakes his head. Are you going to listen to it before Monday? I suppose to listen to it. While he thinks about this daunting task, the waitress approaches their table and asks if they'd like anything else. Robert and Erica look at each other and decline in unison and instead he asks for the bill. Uh Uh-uh, says Erica. What do you mean? I'm getting this. You're my guest for tonight. No, seriously, I'll get this. Erica leans across the table and with both hands outstretched, her long fingers highlighted by her pale, perfectly shaped nails. Rob, I owe you this. Please let me get this bill. What do you mean by that? Don't you remember anything from the other night? Robert thinks of a few possible answers and then succumbs to the truth. To be honest, the whole night is a bit hazy. Erica leans back and smiles as the waitress arrives with the bill and the F-POS machine. She digs into her bag and removes her purse and produces her credit card. If you're paying for the meal, let me get the tip, please, says Robert. Erica looks at him and nods as she taps her card, followed by her PIN number. When the waitress leaves, Erica continues talking. I feel like every time we get to an important part of the night, the waitress just happens to walk up at that moment. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that, says Robert. With that, the waitress appears for a final time, their coats in her arm. Robin and Erica exchange a look, thank her for the coats, and slip them on as they walk towards the door. Outside is beyond cold, with the wind rolling down Gertrude Street with such force it knocks the breath out of Robert's lungs. His hair whips wildly about his face as he turns to face Erica. When is winter going to end, Erica says as she struggles into her coat. Robert takes her bag until she is able to sort herself out, and once she is comfortable, he hands it back to her. I think winter is here forever now. In nature, in the news, in the world in general. Enough, she says. I agree. Enough. As I was saying inside, you really bailed me out of a terrible night when we met. I was stuck with a date that wasn't going well and it was super awkward because it was a friend of a friend and he was obnoxious. In what way? He replied to a Tinder hookup while I was in the bathroom. Ouch. Right. It happened that a gay friend of mine was in the toilet, had seen us together, and saw him swiping while he was at the urinal. At the urinal? Jesus, I know. Anyway, he swiped right, I swiped left, and I then left without any real explanation. I was in such a shit that I decided to go upstairs to the top and get wasted. Bumped into some dudes that I sort of knew, and they were starting to get handsy when you wandered in. I am a genuine fan of your band. I was drunk, so my inhibitions were nowhere to be seen, and that's how we met. Good story, says Robert. I was just happy to meet you, but when you were friendly and didn't try to hit on me, well, I found that pretty attractive. You also scared off the other people with me. So I paid for dinner because I'm a grown-up and wanted to thank you for saving my terrible night. Robert thinks back to how the next day began and feels a sudden jolt of shame about how it obviously ended. He feels embarrassed at the thought of Erica laying alongside him while he was passed out with a sad-looking condom on his shriveled manhood. Those other guys must have been A-grade arseholes if Robert was considered an upgrade. Okay, I guess. I wasn't the best the next day. It's a disgrace. I'm sorry about that. 
Erica laughs and places her hand on his chest. She leans in close enough for Robert to smell her perfume that lingers about her neck. We were both winners that night, but you were polite the next day and I appreciate you have been doing your best since. She leans in and kisses Robert gently on the lips. Let's pretend, she says, that this is our first kiss. Robert smiles and nods. This is a much better result. I'm going to get an Uber. Do you mind hanging with me until it arrives? Robert is surprised. Of course, but are we done for tonight? She slips her phone out of her bag and orders her ride. She flicks her hair out of her face and smiles in a way that Robert finds difficult to read. Two minutes away and no search, Erica says. A win on a Saturday night. I think we should call it a night from here. I've had a really nice time. I'm sorry about earlier, the stuff with my sister. No, not at all. As I said before, I dig your sister and your niece. I'm sorry too if I made you feel weird about anything. She laughs. It's okay. I don't mind you having a crush on my sister anyway. What? No, I don't. Erica leans in and kisses Robert for a little longer this time. When they stop, Robert opens his eyes and sees her smiling at him. He likes her smile. Yeah, you do. But that's okay. I feel you're a complicated dude going through some complicated stuff. Just be honest with me. That's all I ask, okay? Okay, says Robert. And next time, you should ask some questions about me. Robert feels his face drop. He's been that guy. He hates that guy. That guy that only talks about himself and never asks any questions. Yuck. Oh, I'm so sorry, he replies. I just started talking. I'm not very good at this. Here's something for you to chew on. I went back to study. Do you want to guess what I'm studying to be? Damn. I don't know. I can't think. The wind has frozen my brain. A psychologist. A car pulls up and Erica walks around the front to check the license plate. She gives a thumbs up to the driver and looks back at Robert. Did you just trick me into telling you stuff about me? Robert calls above the whirling sounds of winter. You can work that out. Catch you later, rock star, Erica says as she opens the door to the back seat. Hey, wait, are we dating? Erica gets into the car and waits for the window to wind down. Not yet, Tiger. You haven't quite hit the jackpot yet. With that, the car takes off and Robert watches as her hand pops out to give him a little wave. He watches as the car catches the amber light and turns right onto Brunswick Street. He isn't certain what has happened tonight, but he does feel like his day has finished in a better place than where it was earlier. It's time to go home. He looks up at the clouds, watching them do their best to obscure the moon with their moving jigsaw shapes. Robert begins walking, hoping to hail a taxi, but the streets are weirdly quiet for a Saturday night. Instead, he takes a side street off Gertrude, doing his best to cut through the darkened corners of Fitzroy. Lost in his thoughts, Robert contemplates the bumpy day, one that began with promise, struggled for the most part, and then ended in a sweet fashion he wasn't expecting. Erica was everything he struggled to be at times. She was vulnerable, smart, funny, perceptive too. She was right about his crush on Jemima. What did that even mean? He doesn't possess any physical desire for Jemima, but he's also not certain he wants to have sex with Erica. Not yet, maybe ever. Deep down, he was glad that they'd botched their attempt the previous night. Robert crosses through Brunswick Gardens and smiles at the shadowy figures of young boys smoking in the rotunda. What a time to be alive, out and about, in the night, feeling naughty. Robert lamented that he would never feel that youthful freedom again. As he walked to the front door, the tiniest pinpricks of rain began to fall and he was relieved that he'd arrived home before the latest downpour. Hey, Alfred, Robert calls out as he walks through the front door. He takes off his jacket and races to the toilet, the mixture of espresso, wine and water weighing heavily on his mind and bladder for the last few blocks. He washes his hands and walks towards the lounge room where the light spills into the passage. Wait a minute. Robert doesn't remember leaving the light on in there, but then again, his memory hasn't been great of late. Alfred, are you hungry? Do you want some? 
Robert walks into the lounge room and stops in his tracks, the words evaporating in his mouth. Sitting in his chair with Alfred wrapped up into a tiny ball on his lap is the homeless guy, Kirk Allen, the ultimate man. Robert, great to see you. We need to talk. Thank you for joining us. You're always welcome here. Remember to avoid danger with strangers and never accept advice from mice. We hope to see you again here soon. Until then. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.